announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. This is Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is another badass rock star episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are highlighting and sharing the behind the scenes journeys of the entrepreneurs and business owners, brands and products that are pushing this incredible industry forward, making sure that you guys are educated and empowered with the truth so you can, so you can select products that you love and that you can trust to deliver the results that you are looking for, but also get those tips and tricks, tools and resources that you need to fast track your success in the fastest growing cash rich industry in the world right now. We are calling it the Green Rush and also the Hemp Revolution. Join me today while we are welcoming a couple of exciting guests. CBD was founded by two lifelong friends. Peter, tell me how to pronounce your last name. Stadnik. Stadnik and Paul Clotar? Yeah, Clotar. Okay, perfect. After seeing the powerful benefits of CBD firsthand with family and friends, like so many other entrepreneurs, They got to see how incredible of an impact it made on the quality of life of the people that they loved that left a lasting impression and put them on their mission to help as many other people as possible experience these similar transformational results here to share their story with us and how CBD was founded are our amazing guests. Peter and Paul. Hey guys. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, Sonia. What's up? Not much. Super excited to have you guys on. I am always fascinated to see like young, fresh faces in the industry, and I'm dying to know what your guys' background is and how you ended up in the CBD space. God, how, how far back do you want us to go here, Sonia? We've known each other for, for a long time, Paul and I. Okay, just give me one dirty teenage story and then tell me the rest. <laughs> just kidding. What do you think, Paul? Well, me and Pete met in college at Johnson and Wales University. We actually met crashing a Brown University party. So we didn't go to the college or the campus, but we love picking up Ivy League chicks. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was at this party at, at Brown University and I looked over and I saw this tall Pete's six seven. You can't tell, but he's really, really tall. So I saw this guy across the party we kind of made eye contact it was you know a little weird at first but uh walked up to each other and we kind of whispered to each other and just both told each other that we were crashing this party and you know it was kind of love at first sight i guess you could say for best friends because we had so much in common and it's just funny way to meet someone so 
Bromantic. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. You're six foot seven. Yeah, yeah, six seven. Yeah. I know I'm sitting down, obviously, right, for the interview here, but yeah, I'm pretty tall. Hell yeah, bro. Did okay. I the the most generic question in the world. Did you play basketball? No, no. I, I mean, I played a little bit, but you know, I wasn't that good. He was a volleyball player. Okay. Okay. Oh, All right. Oh, yeah. I played basketball, and I'm only five yeah. lines, so you can imagine how embarrassing it was for me to school Pete on the courts. <laughs> As a badge of honor for you. That. It's fairly yeah. true. Yeah. No, it's. It, I, I always get the basketball question. I. You know, it's bad. No I know. I could not have been more generic and predictable in that moment, but I had to ask. I was halfway expecting you to be like, yeah, I was thinking fools daily, but. I know. I wish I could. I should have lied about that, honestly. Not <laughs> live. We can edit it. We can edit it. <laughs> ask the question again, please. <laughs> We're not doing that. No, I'm keeping the raw takeouts. I'm keeping the raw takeouts. Okay. So post-college, that's super romantic. Love that. Yeah. And did you guys get into business right away together afterwards or how did it go? We've had, we've always wanted to get into business together and we've, uh, we worked together for quite a while. We were in sales together, you know, we did pretty well and then we kind of went our separate ways, but we, um, we've tried to start up numerous businesses that, you know, fell flat on their face for the most part, but we kept learning from them and, and, you know, we kept growing and this opportunity kind of came around in December of last year, Paul had approached me and, you know, obviously he owns his own marketing agency as well and had been working with a client that was you know, that, that owned the CBD business. And um, he just saw a lot of the things that they were doing wrong and a lot of the things that they weren't capitalizing on, you know, lack of transparency, lack of kind of honesty with their products. And we just, we saw how well they were doing. And we said, you know, if we, if we can fix these things and address some of these issues, you know, we can really create a company that, you know, that has all of these things in place, you know, that, you know, people can feel safe going to and they can trust. And, that's kind of how this whole thing started. And, you know, with our previous backgrounds, we were able to take that idea and and turn it around within 30 days, literally, and go from idea to having a full site with product and everything up and running. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. Since then, we've, we've been growing and improving every day, every month. So how long have you guys been in business? Uh, December 2018 is when we launched, but our official you know, website grand opening was January 21st of 2019. Wow. Yeah, we did a, I mean, prior to actually launching, you know, I had a lot of experience in the CBD industry and I just, I did marketing for several companies and I knew a lot of the ins and outs of their business and some of the formulations they use and things like that. And I just saw, you know, a big gap in transparency and Honestly, quality. I, I saw that there was an opportunity to develop products that were on a higher level than what a lot of companies were offering and, you know, just be able to offer that to people that, you know, in a, in a way that they could trust and uh, just be as transparent as possible while doing it. So Pete and I, you know, we're, it's insane how transparent we are, but we, you know, we label everything. We put our, our test results right on our packaging, which I can actually show some if you need to. People can scan it with their phones. It opens up the PDF right from the independent lab and it shows all the ingredients, the potencies, everything. And that's on every single one of our packages. We label it on our website. We send out email campaigns kind of telling our story and the education behind what's in our products. And yeah, that, that was really the, maybe 
basically the foundation we built our company on. So I love that. What was it that happened inside of your family that, that really like pushed your motivation to move beyond what you witnessed at, that was lacking from the CBD companies that you were serving? You mentioned that there was like a transformational sort of experience that you, that you witnessed within your family. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, that was mostly on my end. My dad was diagnosed with brain cancer in February, February 1st, actually. So a few days after we started this business, we, you know, we, we saw a noticeable change in him. He went to get a CAT scan and they re- revealed a big mass in his, in his brain. It was the worst one you could get. I mean, glioblastoma, which is an extremely aggressive form of cancer. And unfortunately, he actually just passed this weekend. So it's been an extremely difficult time for myself, my family. But he was a big motivation once we kind of got the company up and running to, you know, just to do the right things, to make sure that we, we you know, we, we get everything tested, we, you know, the honesty about it. We wanted to be a company with soul and personality. So, you know, we donate 3% of all of our proceeds to Cancer Research Institute. Um, you know, we give 15% off to all veterans for, for life. So that was kind of the, the big motivator uh, for me. And, and I think that rubbed off on Paul as well, because he saw what I was going through and what my family was going through. You know, oh my God. I cannot even imagine. I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah, no, we, we're all we're all devastated by it. You know, I mean, we're finding some peace in it. You know, he, he passed away on his own terms. He was at home. Uh, we never sent him away to hospice. We took care of him until the very last, you know, until his very last breath. And you know, so there's, there's something to be said about that. He's always going to be with us and we're trying to stay positive about it. You know, you have a fierce angel on your side right now for what you guys are getting ready to do here. And in your first year of business, such an exciting time to have that subliminal support system. It's, it's, it's so powerful, but I'm extremely sorry for your loss and what an incredible motivator um, to, to keep you guys committed to that need for excellence. And, and while we are a self-governing industry here, we really need to require of one another, but certainly ourselves, that, that level of transparency that allows the consumer to feel empowered and educated with the information. How do you bridge the gap though? Because even, even still like I, if I look at lab reports or if I get like this whole thing of information, how do you humanize it so that it doesn't feel so scientific and it's digestible for your consumer? Are you, are you translating the reports or is it still that very technical layout? It's it's definitely a technical layout. Try and educate as much as we can on the back end with a lot of our like nurture campaigns, emails on our website, just trying to like simplify things for people because our our products are a little different than others we actually have uh specific terpene blends mixed in with our with our with our cbd and the terpenes you know we try and give education on what the terpenes are from they're from you know different plants and lemons and things like that that can have added effects and so we try we try to educate as much as possible i mean that's a really good point that you bring up we probably could do it more and we could maybe have a little bit more simplified graphs on our website and product pages. So maybe we implement stuff like that in the near future. That's that's a good point. 
Let me give you a value bomb here really quick and something that I had to learn the hard way in this whole like experience of CBD. Our primary focus has been working with the consumer to raise their level of consciousness and, and competence and therefore confidence in the process of transitioning from traditional medicine into a more holistic form of care. And the women happen to be 80% of the buyers. And it just so happens to be the baby boomers who need all of the trust in the world to be developed over time. It's, it's not really the millennial crowd, although we're acquiring it for lifestyle purposes. It's more so the baby boomers that are about 60% of of the demographic that's being served well with these types of products. Most of the people who are purchasing this are operating at like a Homer Simpson, maybe Marge Simpson level. And I'm sure in like the, in the sales training and, you know, background that you guys have that you're like hyper aware of the need to like bring it all down to a first grade level, but it could never be more true for CBD over-educating and over-simplifying things that seem second nature to us is really an area where most businesses take for granted. They expect it to be like easy information, like, great, here's your test result. But like, yeah. how do you know even what any of those components are, what they mean for you? And at the end of the day, a consumer only needs to, or a customer or a looky-loo or whatever, only needs the confidence that is built by the competence that you can offer them. So yeah. humanizing that information has been probably one of the most powerful things that I get feedback from, because I, I don't have a product, I don't have a brand, I don't have anything like that. I'm an educator, I'm a hub for information. So I, my people tell me all the time what they want and what they need. And they're like, this shit is too complicated. I have no idea what they're saying or what the difference is and what is any of that stuff. So if there is a way for you guys to take something that's overcomplicated and really simplify it down so that, you know, the 67 year old grandma who likes to play bridge with her girlfriends every Saturday at the club can repeat what she just learned from the arthritis cream she's using money in the back. For sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Just, I like, yeah, It's not just one avenue, I think, that you can go down to do that, right? I mean, it's a combination of everything that we're doing that kind of comes together to build that trust, build that education. We're really lucky to have Paul's wife actually does our social media marketing for Instagram. And it's kind of funny because we, we didn't think of this. We kind of fell into this by luck. But her doing um, all of these posts and content and developing all of that for us, she's got kind of... Uh, like a, a, you know, a female spin on it. And we've noticed, we've gotten so many compliments for, from, from women everywhere that they're like, your brand is so, you know, you know, kind of female oriented. You guys, the, the pictures that you have and everything, she's like, it really speaks to, speaks to me. And I think, you know, we attribute part of that success to that as well. But, you know, our social media page, our website, right, our, the different pages and, and education on our site that we have, we're, we hope that all of that kind of comes together to educate the customer enough, purchase our product to trust us. You know, it's, it's still a work in progress. It's probably, yeah, I mean, it's all beautiful work. I, you wouldn't be here if I didn't think you were doing something right. So I didn't, I didn't know it was your wife though. Paul's um, wife. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I was looking at him, but you know, you were just, oh, I got you, I got you. <laughs> you can't tell though, because of the computer, this is going to be so much better when we can do this in person. I'm just saying yeah. I was, do you guys know, do you guys know Mike Keenix? Um, do you know the name? Okay. 
Oh man, he's such a badass info marketer and like really famous for doing multi-million dollar launches for info products online. And he's right there out of San Diego. He and his partner, Ed Rush, good friends of mine and, and mentors for a long, long time. But he has a sick studio right there in San Diego and he's cannabis friendly. He was actually the person that told me like own the race course. Probably one of the biggest, uh, best pieces of advice I had ever gotten was own the race course and you can pretty much do whatever you want to do. And um, that's when I started Legalize It, Don't Criticize It. That was two and a half years ago now. And a lot of my motivation and inspiration was because I had actually lost the battle, the traditional medical system, and nearly escaped with my life um, in becoming a statistic myself. And it was because of brands like your guys's who could offer me the transparency that I was able to follow a regimen that I came across you know, several years later after suffering, you know, addiction and all different types of challenges um, that many, many customers who are now using CBD experience. Um, having that transparency and being able to build my confidence and understanding of what I was taking, you know, what was going to be the most effective delivery method for myself and just having a community that I could be a part of was, was so super powerful for my transformation. So I love that you guys are building that in to your brand. Where do you see sort of the bottlenecks in what you're doing right now? I know you're still kind of new. You have a lot of superpowers built into your company with your wife and your marketing team, but inevitably there are challenges and bottlenecks that are preventing growth. What are some of the ones that you've come across thus far? Because we're a startup, there, you know, there's obviously a lot of hurdles that we've jumped. Um, in the very beginning, it was really the, manufa the manufacturing and just, you know, finding a facility that we could rely on and trust. And we've gone kind of through a couple different ones. And finally, we partnered with one that we partially own and it's all in-house and we do it all here right in San Diego. So it's nice. basically transitioning from, you know, almost outsourcing our, our formulations to get done to just insourcing all of them. And now we handle it all in-house has, has been the biggest hurdle, I think. But the fact that we've been able to take it in-house, it really allows us to have some pretty intense quality control. So it's cool. That, that was, I'd say, was the biggest hurdle for us because a lot of companies might say maybe the branding and the marketing and stuff like that. But because that was second nature for me, we were able to scale pretty quickly. And with Pete, he's really always been involved in startups and different businesses. So the business side of things was second nature to him. So we've, we have a really good like one, two combo together and we've been able to have a lot of synergy and build this company, I think incredibly fast and on really good routes. So it, it's, yeah, the manufacturing and then just scaling, which products should we launch, you know, just coming out with new products and different effective formulations and things like that. Just we're, we're hyper-focused on ingredients and what different ingredients can do for the body and the mind and yeah. things like that. So, I mean, those are the core things that we focus on on a daily basis. So, so let's talk about the ingredients. Oh, were you going to, were you going to contribute to? I would just add, I mean, one of the, you know, outside of kind of like our internal business dealings, the biggest like pain in our ass would probably be processing, you know, banking, yeah. just things that are out of our control. But, you know, obviously those are going to be, I think, the biggest bottlenecks we face as we move forward, right? FDA approving 
CBD within food products, um, being, you know, regulation around that, creating, um, you know, processes and things around that. That's, that's always going to be something that we have to pay attention to as we grow as well. You know, very important. So I, I would say that that was also a pain in our ass when we were growing the company because, you know, we got shut down by Elevon and then had to find a new processor. And um, of course, that makes everything, you know, more challenging as we're growing. Yeah, right. How, like it, a lot of these bigger companies don't allow CBD processing still. And it's pretty sad considering, you know, the value it brings to people that I don't see any reason for it, but. I'm sure most of the companies in our position said the same thing. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, everybody has gone through, you know, the peaks and valleys of banking, merchant processing. And I guess I'm semi numb to it because when I was running a cannabis company, it was like 10 times worse. You, you know, I mean, Wells Fargo shut us down. Everybody, everyone's haters when it comes to that. And I can't wait. I cannot wait for somebody to get the cojones to just come in here and buy a bank. Like, can somebody just get to work and buy a bank? all this bragging around? Oh, oh, we sold for $90 million. Like go fuck yourself. Buy something that's useful for the rest of us. You know, like <laughs> make some real money and buy the bank and like start actually solving problems. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's, that's my viewpoint on it. So I want to dive into what separates you guys apart. You've put a ton of emphasis on like your formulations and some of the things that, and the transparency and like the importance of ingredients. So talk to me about the product. Tell me about how CBD is different and like where are the key um, unique selling points or the key differentiators in your products right now? Yeah. I think when we started off, we were more of a commodity product, right? Because we were kind of at the mercy of the manufacturers. We weren't able to produce our own blends and, and really think outside the box to deliver, you know, a, a truly quality product to the consumer. As we've grown, we've kind of shifted away from that. And again, you know, as Paul mentioned, we're trying to separate ourselves with, with a couple of things. Number one is just extreme transparency. When, I go, when we go and pitch this, you know, our products to stores and they see our boxes with the QR codes on it where you can pull up the test. Not, I don't, I haven't seen any CBD companies that have that yet. I've seen a lot of cannabis companies with that. I don't know why CBD companies aren't doing that to kind of, you know, instill more trust with the consumer. But I'd say that's one of, one of the things. The other one is, uh, as you mentioned, you know, the blends that we've come out with, um, you know, these are proprietary blends where we've taken terpenes and, natural aromas that have been used for centuries in Eastern medicine. And we've doubled down on the CBD and used them to create these specific blends that help with inflammation, sleep, and anxiety. And that allows us to kind of escape some of these regulations with the FDA as well, you know, because these terpenes have been proven over centuries to actually help with these things. So, it, you know, I think it helps us in that way as well. What else, Paul, what do you think is a big differentiator? I think one of the biggest things that that we pride ourselves on is the fact that we test our products post-production in batches. A lot of companies, and I see this day in and day out, they, they post lab results on their website. And these lab results are from 2018. It's a sample of something. We don't know what. It could be the batch that they're selling you now. It could be a batch from a year ago. But you know, I, I look at it and it's not even in the bottle that they're selling and there's no actual batch number associated with the product. So on every single one of our products comes with a box, has the batch number on it. If you scan the QR code, it pulls up the batch that was most likely developed in the last 
30 days, 60 days, because we're very fresh and we, we actually formulate in smaller batches on purpose. That way it maintains the quality and consistency throughout the product. And we don't see that very often. A lot of people, they test their base. They test their raw CBD. They don't test the CBD after it gets, you know, formulated and mixed and put into the product. Bag. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually test everything in the finished product in the bottle that you're getting delivered to your door. And then we post those everywhere possible on our website, on the packaging, we test the ingredients. The ingredients are the terpenes. We make sure they don't have any pesticides, things like that. So we mm -hmm. test them all prior to production. Mm -hmm. We also do test our base CBD prior to production too, because we want to maintain high quality, high potency CBD products. So we always test that after extraction and then post-production. So we, we kind of call it like a three test, a three phase testing process, but we really do stick to it and we stick to our guns on that. And if ever something was off in our tests, we would not even deliver it to a customer. We'd throw it out and reformulate and remanufacture the whole order again if needed. We don't run into problems like that because we're able to be very consistent because we do produce it all internally in Carlsbad. So we have a lot of control over that. But, mm -hmm. you know, God forbid if something like that happened, we would, we would do the right thing by it. So. How have you guys been doing with sourcing the raw material? There's a pretty significant deficit with somebody who carries your mentality and approach to quality. There's a pretty significant deficit of availability in biomass. And, you know, it's coming from everywhere. Legacy farms are transitioning over and, and delivering first year product, which means that the, you know, the toxicity in the soil is extremely high. Hemp absorbs all of that stuff. Do you, where are you guys sourcing from and how do you determine whether the biomass that you're picking up before the extraction, or are you picking up raw material directly from the extraction facility and then moving it right into formulation? Yeah, we are. So our partner who we own, like basically our facility that we do all this at, mm -hmm. We source, it basically is sourced from him. We get it directly from the extraction point. Then we test it after that extraction point to make sure that the levels, we test it for everything, residual solvents, pesticides, yeah. metals, everything. We, we have, you know, we have a, a specific level of CBD potency that we make sure our product has as a raw material, just mm -hmm. because we're not going to use anything less. And then, yeah, so we're getting direct from source all the, the hemp that we extract from is from a, a friend of his, a family owned hemp farm in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and we're testing the hemp for pesticides and heavy metals and everything prior to extraction as well. So we make sure that the hemp is, is high quality. The post extraction still maintains that profile that we're looking for. It's a, it's a, a minimum that we've set into place as standards for our company. And then post-production, all of this proves it. Because the product that we get at the very end proves that that consistency is there from the beginning. So, I, I mean, I hope that answers your question. But it's, Yeah, no, it totally does. Really rigorous testing, I think, is the, is the answer. But Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's really important to understand the different phases and stages. Some companies are fully vertical. Some companies are outsourcing everything all the way through to, you know, just slapping a label on something that's already pre-formulated. So, there's, there's a lot of different facets 
to this diamond of CBD industry. And we're so young right now that we are truly a self-governing you know, industry, we really have to hold each other accountable to the standards that we want to see as an industry before FDA or any of these compliant <laughs> compliance officers are going to start to come in here and, and tell us what to do and how to do it. So I, in my opinion, you're ahead of the curve and having that three-tier testing system in place. And then if, if I'm coming out of Kentucky, um, they, they've been at it for a while. I got to yeah. I got to interview yeah. some pretty interesting folks from down that way. They they've been at it for a while. So, where do you guys think the landscape of the industry is going to be? Let's say three years from now, what do you what do you think the the compare and contrast of this is going to be? It's growing. It's growing very quickly, and you know it's predicted to be what twenty two billion dollar industry by twenty twenty two or something like that. You know by what is it the Brightfield analyst group and I think it might exceed that honestly with with how things are going now you know it's really a lot of it does depend on you know the government and the FDA yeah. and how they decide to categorize CBC yeah. and hemp um, a lot of it is kind of out of our hands but I think you know as we come together in this industry and we work together to to kind of prove out the benefits of CBD and as consumers get together to prove the benefits of CBD, I think it'll give, give us a really good, you know, starting point towards kind of moving towards the same goal, which is legalizing CBD fully, right? Yeah. I mean, it really is tough to say because it's out of our hands and you know that the big wigs are going to try and get their hand in the honey pot too at some point, right? So they're like, who knows what that dynamic's going to be, but I, I feel it's going to be, a, personally, I feel there's going to, it's going to be a little corrupt in one way or another, just because it's, it, they're going to try and do something that keeps companies, even maybe like ours, like from getting so big, who knows? Like, I, yeah. I, I really feel there's going to be some regu regulations that may make it difficult. Uh, it's tough to say, kind of the blind leading the blind in that question. That's a loaded question just because you never know. <laughs> oh, well, I'll answer it too. I think that CBD is going to become a commodity. I think that it will be recognized. I mean, we're already starting to see the value go significantly down for ingredient cost, yeah. but the efficacy and, and usefulness of it will remain. I just believe that, you know, with the allowance for big science to be able to get into extract and, you know, pull apart all of the pieces of this plant medicine that's been used for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. For the first time ever, we can put it underneath a microscope and start to extract the pieces out and really discover what pieces are actually working. So what I believe is going to happen is there's going to be a pretty interesting you know, up and down process that we'll go through with the new fat. We're hearing about it with CBG right now as the mother cannabinoid or CBN as the sleepy cannabinoid. We're going to see a whole different thing happen once they start to realize that the 50,000 plus plant-based terpenes in the world are in fact about 60% responsible for the results that any cannabinoid can provide. So once we start to really understand how each one of these pieces work functionally with the body, I think that we're, we're going to start to see brands just like yours expand from CBD to the other cannabinoids and having focused functional medicine, which you guys are already starting to do now. 
yeah, yeah. interesting you say that because our all of our products are actually full spectrum and we so we we totally kind of have tried to do as much research as we can as well but we have other people not beyond me and Pete doing research on ingredients. I mean, we're not scientists ourselves, you know, but we do have a team like researching benefits of CBG, CBN, CBC, and our full spectrum products actually do contain that. So if you were to look at our labs, you'll see a full spectrum profile. Yeah. Um, We're not anti-THC. We keep in obviously under 0.3% because we feel that there's medicinal benefits uh, to having that as part of our profile in our full spectrum products. Mm -hmm. So we have CBG, CBC, CBN, THC, CBD, all under the, all of our products. I feel pretty good about the profile that it is. It's, we, you know, we've had a lot of success stories with customers, so it's really exciting, but I definitely think that they're going to, it's going to open up a lot more education and yeah wisdom when when people can get under it with a bigger microscope and really do the research on on those cannabinoids yeah totally. to to add to what paul was saying you know we have a responsibility as our company grows to to fund that research and to get it into schools and to find out what works and what doesn't and then utilize that in our products and you know that's one of the big things right now is you're right you know it will become a commodity and right now it's, it's kind of a, a free-for-all. It's a big grab, right? And it's really important to get a foothold in this industry, you know, create that trust with consumers, show them that what you're doing is, you know, is the right way to do it, be honest, to be transparent. And that will allow us to then take it to the next level, right? I mean, everything in business is kind of phases. We're kind of at the beginning stage here, but as we gain more popularity and more size, and as we get bigger, we, you know, we want to, make sure that we invest in research and that we yeah. understand, you know, where this industry is going and, and honestly to try to be at the forefront of that and kind of, you know, revolutionize this as well. What are three pieces of advice? And I absolutely love like energetically, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this book, but I'm starting to recognize it a lot more now that I'm reading into it. But Uh, Roger James Hamilton and the Millionaire Master Plan talks about leveraging one's talent, unique talents, you know, your own personal strengths to play your most potent or powerful role in your company. And I love how you guys are such a direct complement to one another's strengths. Like it's a completely different energy to hear an answer from, you know, Peter than it is from Paul. And so I love recognizing that. Check out Roger James Hamilton and the Millionaire Master Plan. It's like we one both. of my favorite books and tools right now. Definitely read that. So. You read it? Yeah. You did? Yeah. <laughs> You're the first person that's like, I read that book. Did you, you like it? Too, right, Pete? I, I haven't read that one. Um, I've, I've read a different one that sounded similar and I was trying to think if I, if that was it, but I don't know. I'm thinking of right now. (laughs) What? The The millionaire master. Oh, the one that I sent over to you. Okay. So (laughs) we had one that, um, a marketer that we know that works with like Tony Robbins and, um, a couple guys, he creates their marketing funnels for them. And he recommended a book for me to read. And it said it was a similar title. It was like, um, <laughs> a, a stupid title. It was like how to become a millionaire with like ad. I think it was different. It wasn't the same one, Paul. Oh, it was a different one. God, you guys have to look it up. Just yeah, I'm looking it up now. So. Believe me when I say Amazon is not doing it. Just don't. What's it called again? Amazon. The Millionaire Master Plan. Maybe it is it. 
The Millionaire Master Plan by Roger James Hamilton. And it's all about how to be in flow with the universe, how to be in flow with yourself. Was he a, um, was he a marketer? Was he a marketer? Oh, no, no. It, we haven't read this one, Paul, but I'm going to order it right now. So order it right now. I'm not even kidding. And <laughs> do and use the tools that he shows you in there. I, I can't even, like, I'm not even going to go into it right now. It is like probably one of the most powerful pieces of information um, that I have used. And since I've been reading it, I'm like recognizing, you know, how people are. Yeah. The yin and yang of people's energies and, and how they're a direct um, complement to one another or a direct contrast to one another. Paul and I, we've always had incredible synergies and we, we really, really complement each other well, because again, like you said, we kind of think of things differently, but we yeah. come together and figure out a solution that works to both perspectives and it's i you know i don't think we could have done this without each other too so it's it's really kind of cool that we're such good friends but we're able to work so well together and even it's funny too like when we were in sales him and i would always have the highest sales numbers out of the entire <laughs> i could just see you guys we killers you know we were completely different in our approach to it so it's kind of funny paul actually taught me everything i know in the sales world you remember paul taking me door to door buddy yeah, he tried to quit many times. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, back in the day, so <laughs> this is my favorite story. We nearly need a reality show. Like, if your girlfriend looks, or if you, is it your girlfriend, your wife, your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If she looks anything like you, like we have got ourselves a winning TV show right you now. Look us up on YouTube. We actually used to try and do some reality. It was the Pete and Paul show. So right. we yeah. doing like different things. Actually, don't look that up. <laughs> I'm definitely going to You should delete that, actually. I'm like, I'll never mention that again. Note, <laughs> note to my editor, research and put it in the pre-interview. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That'd be funny, actually. That'd be comical. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so we always good. talked about having our own reality show just because it's been an insane ride just in life in general for between us. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Like I, I, I literally empathically am feeling just like such sincere and like sometimes when in partnerships, I can, I can sense there's always like some sort of little internal ting or like twinge or whatever. It's very seldom that you come across, um, that you come across people who are such like energetically in sync and I love the history. Like, I'm so excited to follow your guys' story and success and do another feature on you guys. I think this is such an important thing for those of you guys who are tuning in is like, how do you partner up? How do you find the right energy or synergies in the, in the way that you're building your team? And, you know, following folks who are doing it well, there's very seldom that you find um, the story, the success stories of friends who get into business with one another. And I just like, I have chills just thinking about it or just like just talking about it. You guys are going to do so well because it's just such a complimentary and yeah. not kidding. Read the millionaire master plan and it'll, it'll, it was such that. a powerful tool for me in the way that I was building my team outward from my husband and myself. who have also been friends for 25 years. Yeah. Totally yeah. crazy. We'll, we'll definitely read it. And just so you know, Sonia, I mean, you kind of popped our cherry today. This is our first podcast ever. So you know, we will never forget you. You are, you're on the radar right now for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I wear that with the pride. First notch, the first notch on the belt. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Potent son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, I, you're the second one this week, and I'm like collecting cherries over here. Good for you. I you love it. Offer you. Yes, I. Well, you know, I got. Are you. we allowed to say that on the podcast? Or we can say right. whatever we want. All right, good. We talked. I I had a podcast. I. Um, it's probably going to be edited out, Pete. It's not going to be edited out. We're totally uncensored. Okay, I love that. Yeah, we're completely yeah. uncensored. Our like I'm. Podcast is fucking great. I need. Yeah, exactly. I need like a couch with midgets and strippers, and we'll be in. Howard, <laughs> Howard Stern of CBD. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as we're having fun i think one of the things that i think is really crazy i mean it's totally inevitable right but i think people take themselves way too seriously they're like oh we am the business and i'm just like okay that's great you know like who are you though yeah everybody has the best everybody has the thing but like the, people don't buy products anymore people buy people and they want to know more they want to have the the essence behind the product right like why do we do, we, we have the who, like, okay, great, we're serving our avatar who does yoga and, you know, likes, likes to run up a hill. And then we have the what, okay, it's an amazing product. Oh, we're going to do our launch in January. And then we're, how are we going to do it? Oh, well, we're going to have a sales funnel online. But every single one of those steps is governed by something bigger. And it's the why. Why do we do what we do the way that we do it? And for whom do we do it with or and for? So answering that question and being able to answer that question with like a really powerful message and mission and movement, that's the thing that's going to be the differentiator for any one of these brands, because eventually it will be, there will be a standard in which we all have to operate. Everybody's going to have the same, a similar manufacturer. Everybody's going to have to, you know, figure out their way around creative formulations and everybody wants to have functional products. But at the end of the day, the mission, the movement, and the thing that pulls everybody together inside of a community is what's going to have brand commitment and subscription. So that's yeah. the piece that I love to highlight and, and sort of share the story of to show like, there's a human aspect of this. We say fuck regularly because you just don't know what you don't know until it hits you in the face. And then you're like, fuck, now I got to fix it. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. We love that's, that. That's straight up truth. That, it really is nowadays. We love the, the way that the, just like in general, how things are changing. And you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said that it's not about like the company anymore. It's really about who, right? It's about the person behind the company. And that change has been kind of going on over the past few years. You see a lot of people with influencers, right, building their own brand. And, um, you know, the, building your own brand is great, but I think it, like, just knowing the who behind it gives the business personality, right? It relates to people and people find, you know, comfort in, in the stories of the you know, owners of the company, in, in this case, Paul and I, or whatever it may be. So yeah. we're with you on that. Like, I totally agree. Yeah, there's something to be said once Mark Zuckerberg comes out from behind his gray t-shirt and fucking, you know, computer desk and is starting to like broadcast his internal meetings live. And he's like, well, people want to see and know who I am. And I'm just like, well, if Mark has to do it, the rest of us better get our shit together. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know the other thing is like where it's it's not like the instagram model style i think a lot of people will try to take inspiration from like the kardashians who really revolutionized this whole idea of being an influencer and whether they're doing like we saw a huge influx when kim kardashian nonchalantly mentioned that she was doing a cbd baby shower 
Um, but I think it's important to know that like authenticity is the thing that people resonate with. As glam as they are, they're pretty authentic in, in who and how they are in their own little special interests. And you don't have to build the image of anything being a glamorous Instagram model. I think authenticity and letting people know who and how you actually are is the thing that will connect them to you long term. Final question that I have for you guys. What, from each one of you, not together, but separately, what are some key pieces of advice that you could offer a budding entrepreneur who is like graduating college, but is really pissed off that he's in student, I'm just laying out a scenario here. College graduate, pissed off he's in student debt, doesn't want to go and get a job for somebody else, wants to start his own business, recognizes the opportunity in the CBD space, key pieces of advice that you can offer him to get started, go. So I'll go first, Paul. I See, it didn't, we didn't just get here overnight. The recommendation that I would give is you have to go out and you have to fail. You have to work at companies. You have to see what they're doing well, what they're not doing well. Paul and I have been working for the past 10, 12 years and failing a lot of that time, you know, and working at companies, learning how to sell, learning crucial skills that finally somehow came together for us in December. So I would just say everyone's trying to, you know, become a millionaire overnight. Everyone's trying to do things quickly. Like it just doesn't happen that way. You have to literally fail many times before you get to that solution. And some people, you know, they, uh, I know some people are, are outliers to that and they can, they can do it. Right. And they somehow come up with this idea and they get it all done and they learn along the way and they make it happen. For me personally, I think it takes some time, you know, and you have to learn it the hard way, but I don't know, Paul, what do you think? What's your take on it, buddy? I mean, my biggest thing is I think that it's, it's, it really, if they're going to be an entrepreneur, then they just have to put in the, the effort. It's all work ethic. I mean, it's, it's literally eating, sleeping, breathing, whatever your passionate idea is going to be. And you want to find something that has a good vertical. You don't like see if they're getting into the CBD space then they just have to do it right. They don't want to cut corners and like, try and go the cheap route or whatever, because they're just going to get a cheap product and they're going to get a cheap outcome. You, you really just want to get into whatever space you want to do and go all in. Um, and the, the most important thing is to partner with the right person and the right people. If you get a bad feeling about someone, it's probably for a reason. You have to like basically go off instinct. I've partnered with the wrong people in the past and I failed because of that. And it's just because like you had mentioned many times, I didn't have the synergy that I have with Pete, didn't have the relationship. And I know it's hard, but you'll find it. I mean, Pete and I, he's my unicorn, you know, so maybe it doesn't exist, but really think you have to trust your intuition and business and really just kind of go for what you want. And if, if it works, amazing. Maybe you're an outlier. I think Pete and I are outliers. It just might've taken us a little longer to get there. <laughs> yeah. But, but like truly, you got to fail a bunch too, like Pete said. So I don't know. I guess that's my best advice. And hit yep. us up. We do white label products and manufacturing for new brands. If they want to try out, we're a good resource to have. And we, we take care of people that sell our products too. So, you know, that could be an option for them too. <laughs> I love it. How, where can they find you if they're interested in doing that? Uh, they, there's a wholesale form right on our site. Or they can just email us at support at cbd.org. You know, we get inquiries daily, you know, from different young entrepreneurs that are opening up smoke shops, vape shops, all sorts of stuff in the cannabis space. And, you know, we have 
wholesale sheets that we can offer to people and our monthly minimums are not as high as many of the other companies because we understand that people are trying to, you know, get started in something. So we, you know, we've been there ourselves. So we're a little bit relaxed in that regard for other entrepreneurs and other companies. So yeah. love it. Well, I'm just going to piggyback on your guys's great advice and say, let's see, golden nuggets from Sonia on today's episode. I'll I, say this. I thought she's acting like she didn't prepare this beforehand. No, I, I, for real, I never, I never prepare. I never prepare for this because I always have to piggyback off of what you guys say. And I honestly, I just started to do this like this week because a couple of people started to give like some really good advice. And I was like, fuck, I better get my shit together and start giving some good advice too. So golden nuggets for the day. I would say know your app, like know your market, know your market. Who do you want to serve? Because what, who you want to serve really helps develop the what. And there's a key saying in, in my new mentorship with with Roger, he says, pick the what and the when and the who and the how will show up. What and the when, who and the how will show up. Really understand who you want to serve with what, when, and the right partnerships, the right people to make those things, the right resources will all come around you once you rally around and get laser focused on who you want to serve and how and when you want to serve them. The second piece that I will say is master your message. So much of marketing, so much of connecting, so much of capturing that ideal customer and converting them into, into a cash paying client is how you master your message and allow that to connect directly to your marketplace. So master your message and never underestimate the power of media. Once people can see you, they can hear you, they're probably going to want to follow you and see what you're up to and eventually want to buy from you. So as much exposure as you can get for your passion and your perfect your purpose will help you build the profitability in anything that you are getting ready to do. And don't follow the fads. Find out there's no that there's nothing new out there. It's already been created. Just find a way to innovate it. <laughs> I like it. Good stuff. Well Good done. stuff. Well done. Any final words before we end today's perfect episode? Fuck cancer. That's that's about it. <laughs> there's a, you know, there's a whole campaign around that. One of my community members lo- uh, lost his wife to it, and she started a whole fuck cancer campaign. It's pretty powerful. I love it. I'm going to send you a t-shirt. Yes. Please do. That'd be great. I'll wear it. Thank you. Yeah, yes, so- thank you so much. We had so much fun with you, and we'd love to do it again, so... Anytime, guys. This could this could be a regular. Do you maybe some co-hosting could happen over here? Sounds awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll take you up on that. Any final words? No, we're good. No, I think we covered it. All right. Awesome. Hey, guys. For those of you who are tuning in, what? Thanks for listening and watching. Hope they love our story. So, that's her job, Paul. (laughs) We're co-hosting. We're we're practicing. We're auditioning. You're failing this co-host thing, Paul. <laughs> Obviously, I'm the right choice for this. Uh, <laughs> you are taller, so. It's, it's just my neck. <laughs> just, just your neck is, I have a wait. If your legs are longer, are your, is your neck longer too? I don't know. So I'll measure it out for you, Sonia. You can, you can check. I don't know. He has really long legs and his, his upper torso is only like this big. It's weird. 
Oh my God, oh, I'm the complete God. opposite. My <laughs> legs are literally like, like I have these little tiny legs and this lobster back. Like it's, it's, cra- I don't know what happened. Never even heard of that before. It's a super long, never mind. Look up a lobster. For those of you guys who are tuning in, don't look at my lobster back. Thanks so much for watching today's episode of The Hemp Revolution. If you are looking for products that you can trust to deliver the results that you need, check us out on medicalsecrets.com. And if you are a budding entrepreneur or existing brand and you need tools, tricks, resources, relationships to help troubleshoot and make that quantum leap in a condensed period of time, to get past the inevitable challenges that this incredible industry has to offer. Check us out at the Emerald Circle. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez, and this is The Hemp Revolution. We'll see you guys on our next show. Thanks for listening to another Rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.